Welcome back to the podcast, Kings and Queens. This is the Not Basic Podcast with your host, Maddie. Go grab yourself a nice cold Diet Coke, throw some ice, lime, a little bit of coconut cream into that bad boy, and let's talk business. Welcome back. I'm so stoked to have had such a positive reaction to the rebrand of this podcast. So let me just kind of give you guys my vision as to why I wanted it to be the not basic podcast instead of the Maddie Seely podcast. Let me just say, my name is iconic, but the reason I wanted to give it a name is because that wasn't just my actual name is because I had been wanting to give it a nickname and I was like oh my gosh the podcast needs like a nickname that defines what it is and I was going back and forth trying to figure it out and then I just realized I was like Maddie why don't you just give the podcast its own name to define the podcast so not just your brand as a person but like the podcast and the focus of this podcast so as most podcasts do they do have their own name like really most podcasts there's a few that just go by the person's name and that was my initial you know development of the podcast when I started I just was like you know what I'm just going to call it my name because I don't exactly know what I want to call it. I'll just say it's the Maddie Seeley podcast because I truly did not know where to start. But as I've kind of evolved this, I started a podcast in 2020 and it had a totally different base than this podcast does that it currently is. And so I just really felt like I needed a rebrand. So that's why it's now called the Not Basic Podcast. Now the meaning behind Not Basic um, is because I've been feeling very, very passionately just about spreading the message that everyone is absolutely special and each of us are irreplaceable. So whoever you are listening to remember and be reminded of that you're an irreplaceable human being, that you have invaluable worth, that your life is precious, that you are priceless, and you are the furthest thing from basic in your worth. So you're not basic, you're irreplaceable. And another reason that I liked the play on words not basic is because of the sheer fact that while each of us are irreplaceable, we're also knit together by culture and the things that we love to do and are connected by. And for me, that is pop culture and lifestyle and social and social media and all those things that I love and that I feel connected to other humans and other people through. And so it's kind of a play on words. You're irreplaceable. You're not basic, but also um, giving yourself permission to love the basic things of life. That's really why I wanted to start this podcast name in this way and really kind of focus in in that kind of niche. So that's what you can expect at the Not Basic Podcast. I'm like very obsessed with the name. I'm super pumped on it. Um, so yeah, and what you guys can expect with this podcast is a lot of talk of pop culture, um, and then lifestyle, life in your 20s and 30s, and, um, just advice, um, experiences, I mean, it could be everything under the sun, so I'm super stoked, but one thing about me, I love pop culture, so In the spirit of making content and talking about what we love, that's what I really want to do. So if you're into pop culture, then definitely hang tight for this portion of the podcast. If pop culture is not your thing, just fast forward towards 
the second half of the podcast and we're going to be talking about becoming your own best friend, which is a topic I feel really passionately about. So before we do that, let's talk pop culture. Okay, so first off, guys, have you guys seen Love is Blind? That show is such a banger. Okay, last week we were talking about The Bachelor and how I was a diehard bachelor. If you know me, like, I love love. I love the drama. I love the tea. I love knowing everything about everyone's relationships. It's so interesting. Like, literally, give me the nitty-gritty. Give me the details. Give me the arguments. Give me the passion. Just tell me everything. You cannot go too deep. Well, maybe you can. But literally, I love that stuff. So that's why I always enjoyed The Bachelor. Obviously, The Bachelor is kind of over kind of gone woke, lost Chris Harrison, it's this whole thing. So finding a new show that's just as hype as The Bachelor once was, but it's just like a breath of fresh air, is really Love is Blind. So if you haven't seen it, the premise is that it's actually literally the craziest thing ever. They, okay, they date in these pods. So basically, it's like a two-sided pod divided by a wall. So you literally, so there's, but like you can, it's like um, not soundproof. So you can hear each other. It's just a really, really thin wall that you can hear each other through, but you can't see each other. So basically the premise of this show is they take a ton of singles, single guys, a ton of single girls, and they basically speed date each other for a couple days meeting each other in these pods so all the guys have one side all the girls have the other and there's multiple pod rooms and they get to talk to each other through these pods super interesting so they like speed date and then over time they start to tell the producers of the show oh I'm really interested in this person I want to go keep going on little dates with this person or having these conversations through the wall so they get to know each other like they're culture their background religion faith um just like just intimate personal experiences their likes dislikes hobbies whatever um and just like it's so interesting so as as it goes on they start to develop relationships and it literally gets to the point of them saying I want to marry this person even though I haven't seen them so that whole premise Love is blind. Literally blows my mind. Can you even imagine not seeing someone but falling in love with them? But honestly, in a way, like, I can kind of get that because you're just, like, falling in love with this person. But I will just say, like, from my perspective, I think the physical is also really important. So I do think for these relationships to last once they see each other after they've decided that they would like to spend their lives together, that they do have to find each other attractive. I think if they don't find each other attractive once they see each other, then it really isn't going to work. And, you know, people might be like, oh, that's not true. Okay, yeah, it is. Like, you have to be physically attracted to the person that you're in a romantic relationship with. Like, what? That's, like, such a huge part of it, right? That's what makes a romantic relationship different than any other relationship is the romantic physical side. So, that is the premise of the show and there was a couple in season three season three really popped off okay if you haven't seen this it's on netflix i got one of my best friends on it her name is brenna i literally was like brenna we have to watch this she came and visited me in phoenix we watched it we literally binged it and she loved it and literally she is not a basic person just like the podcast name she does not like being liking basic things, even though I appreciate the basic things of life like that. But she doesn't. She doesn't like going with the crowds. She's like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm like, okay, dude, don't be like granola with me on this one. Like, let's just watch this thing. So we watch it and she loved it. So if you're someone who's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Like, yada, yada. I like being like rogue. Then this, just try it seriously it's really good so season three they popped off it was really good there was this couple sk and raven so he was nigerian he is still nigerian and she's from the states 
and they met through the pods, yada, 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 and they fell in love, and I believe that they got engaged, and then they ended the engagement, and then they dated, and then they got engaged after the show again. Long story short, it came out that he had been cheating on her. What the heck? Also, why do people have to cheat? Like, I get that there's, like, a lot of issues rooted in that, but man, I truly cannot imagine, like, pretending to give my heart to one person and then giving it to another, like, at the same time and just playing someone. Like, I just can't even imagine how absolutely hurtful that would be. I truly cannot. So, literally, we... If you are ever in a situation where you're tempted to do that, tempted to, like, play two people, literally just break up with someone. Like, just, I know it's hard to break up with someone. Trust me, I get it. But, like, you just, it's just so not right. Like, it's, and it's so sad to me that that is even something that crossed people's mind. But bless her heart, she went on Nick Viles' podcast. If you haven't listened to The Vile Files, it is a banger freaking podcast he has been popping off with some awesome guests lately and I'm so happy for him I've always really liked Nick Vile but his podcast is doing so exceptionally well so I think it just came out yesterday Thursday the 16th of February um so give that one a less a listen she talks all about kind of like what led up to her learning about him cheating, her experience, how it felt for her. And she was just like so raw and natural and just open. I only listened to like a third of it because it's like a two and a half hour, two hour, 40 minute podcast. It's very lengthy. I think I listened to like the first 40 minutes, um, but I'm going to keep listening to it. But that is definitely something you should listen to. It's She really just opens up and like, I think she just seems like a really beautiful person. So yes, that whole thing is worth, first of all, if you haven't watched the show, watch it. Season three has just awesome, interesting couples, just really interesting dynamics. Um, then the other two seasons, and then once you, um, watch it, I think you're going to be really interested in this whole SK cheating on Raven situation. Um, it's just, it's just really, really interesting. So that's just something that has been just very hot in pop culture right now. Okay. Another thing, and I put this on my Instagram. Okay. If you guys don't follow my Instagram for the podcast, it's not basic, N-O-T-B-A-S-I-C podcast on Instagram and on TikTok and follow on both of those guys. But okay. I put a couple stories up about like dating and tattoos and there's just been like a couple times where people in the last like couple months where couples have gone matching tattoos and I asked you guys what you thought I don't know I I'm not one that's going to get tattoos but if I was interested in getting a tattoo I just think it's kind of cringe like at the end of the day you never know what's gonna happen like life like as much as like we do make those lifelong commitments like you just never know like what life has in store, what could happen. Like there's injury, there's, you know, infidelity, there's heartbreak, there's incompatibility. There's like so many things that can happen. And so my thought is like, why? And literally JLo and Ben Affleck. Okay. First of all, did you guys see them? I think it was, was it the Grammys? Yeah, it was the Grammys. He just looked like he was literally like, held captive bless his heart and like JLo I feel like she just she just gets so annoyed with him and can I just say I just feel bad when like wives just go after their husbands or like girlfriends just like at their boyfriends like I get it like sometimes we disappoint each other in relationships but I really feel like as women it's so easy for us to like nag and not at men and it's just like not helpful like it's really not helpful and I feel like she sometimes says that with Ben and he just seems like he's just like what is happening but I will say their commercial at the Super Bowl is really cute how he was like working at Dunkin Donuts and then she's like Ben what are you doing here (laughs) it's just like her chewing him out 
But um, just going back to that. But literally, I guess JLo and Ben got matching tattoos. And she was like, commitment is sexy. First of all, I don't... It's To me, it's not cute when like people that are like over 50 say like, oh, this is sexy. Like, really? Like, I don't know. I just feel like that word should be reserved for like younger people, like 20s, 30s. I just feel like once you like pass like 45, 50, it starts to get like cringe. And maybe that's just me, but I, and honestly power to you. But like, I don't know when there's like commitment is sexy. I'm like, okay, but I'm cringing a little. That's okay though. You do you. But um, yeah. And then like, with the matching tattoo thing, I don't know if you guys watched um, the last couple scenes of The Bachelor. I know we talked about this in the last episode, but if you guys keep up with Bachelor at all, you know Victoria Fuller. She was on Chris Soul's season. He was like the farmer type guy from the Midwest, but he was on that. No, 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 no. I think she dated him later or something, but she dated Peter Weber, the the um pilot pilot Pete and then Greg who was on another season I'm totally slipping her name right now she was the brunette kind of shorter petite super like sex positive oh positive all this stuff um but he and Victoria Fuller so it's like I think it's Greg Grippo and Victoria Fuller they they were the ones that got those like chow tattoos after like their second or third date in Italy and then the whole world lost their mind the whole bachelor nation lost their mind anyway so I think it's just been kind of popping up lately that's why I just on the Instagram polls always like answer because I think it's really interesting to hear you guys perspective but most of you guys said that you would not get matching tattoos with your spouse or significant other I'm kind of with you on that I just think some things are permanent like even with like Kim K and Pilot Pete, Pilot Pete, no, um, Pete Davidson, I feel like that was the same idea, because I think he got, like, a tattoo that was, like, my girl's a lawyer, and then everyone's, like, why would you do that, you guys have only been together, like, six, seven, eight months, whatever, and then, sure enough, they stopped dating after nine months, and honestly, I was kind of rooting for them, like, I kind of like them together, but, um, then he had to just cover it up with another tattoo, so, I don't know. I just, if you have tattoos, maybe that's your thing, whatever. But I personally, I feel like I'm like definitely mindful of like not going down that route, but you know, whatever. Okay. Another thing that I thought was really cool that I saw that's been in the media and pop culture, just a highlight lately. Um, have you guys seen the, what is, so, okay. It's the show called You, Y-O-U, and it's about that guy, like, he kind of becomes, like, a stalker dude. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but I'm a little bit curious to watch it, but also I've heard it's a little sketchy, so I don't know, but um, it's the actor Penn Bagley, I believe, B-A-D-G-L-E-Y, first name Penn, P-E-N-N, um, who plays Joe, that, like, creepy, like, stalker dude who like falls in love and gets like really obsessive with people um but I thought this was really cool I saw he did an interview and he was talking I believe it's season four that they're on and again I haven't seen the show but I wanted to but I'm also like sometimes when I watch shows like that I get in my head and I'm like I don't love that and by get in my head I just mean like thinking about like oh what if that happened to me what if I got a stalker yada yada I don't know, like, I just don't think it's best for my mental state. Some people are really good about it, but it's not really my thing. Anyway, I'll keep you posted if I watch it, but I have heard, like, bits and pieces about the show just, like, over time, and I thought it was so, so freaking cool because apparently he, so for this season four, he, like, reached out to the script writers and the producers, and he just said, hey, like, I, and I'm just paraphrasing, but basically in this interview that he gave, he just said like, hey, like, I don't want to be doing so many like intimate sexual physical acts on the show this season. Like I, you know, it's just personal and I don't really feel comfortable doing that anymore. And would we be able to take some of that stuff out? And he was saying like that the producers or the script writers were so 
willing to work with him and they and he said they took out like a bunch of those scenes and for two reasons I thought that was really cool for the first reason I thought it was really really cool that not only that he didn't want to do those things like that he was done with that like he was just like you know I don't want to do those personal you know actions and acts like in front of the whole world like I don't want to do that I thought that was like really cool and I just gained a lot of respect for him I'd love to hear more about like his decision and kind of why that was but also I just had a lot of respect for him because he literally had the integrity and the courage to talk to the scriptwriters, the producers and just say hey like I don't feel comfortable with this anymore and also, I respect it because the scriptwriters and producers respected him. And I feel like our generation is, like, very pro-sex, very pro just, like, talking about things and whatever. But, like, I also know that we are all about consent and making sure that people are just conscientious of consent, what people are comfortable with. And I just thought it was really cool because I saw some TikTok comments that were like, well, why would we not? care about what the actors or actresses feel like when it comes to these kinds of things like it's their body at the end of the day and they should be able to not consent or consent and I just thought it was so awesome that from his perspective and what he shared that they respected him I thought that was literally the coolest thing ever so I'm really really just pleased with that and I loved that Also, another Netflix, this has just been like Netflix, 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 but have you guys seen um, Selling Sunset? Love that show. I loved it a lot more when people didn't really know about it because it was like, oh my gosh, this is so hype. How does no one know about this? I just remember me and my friend William, we literally watched it so much when it first came out and then literally the whole, it like exploded in like season two and three, but that first season it was like, oh my gosh, nobody knows about this freaking awesome legit show, so I guess, um, it was just really fun like that, and, um, there's this, one of the women, so basically it's, like, a real estate business and brokerage, and they have, like, a bunch of women, it's kind of like the, like, drama of, like, the Kardashians, but it's, like, in a, um, real estate brokerage setting in, um, I think it's just, like, in LA area, um, I've passed by it. It's the Oppenheim group in the LA area, but in California, baby. But there's a realtor, her name's Heather, and El Musa. She dated that HD, HGTV um, guy, Tarek El Musa, and they just had a baby. And it's just like so precious because I feel like she was so just... I don't know like I just never pinned her as someone that like wanted to like be a mom and to like fall in love and do those things but I think sometimes that's what happens is like we are living our lives we're just in our career or we're in school or we're just spending time with the guys or spending time with our girlfriends and then all of a sudden you meet this person and your whole world changes And, like, obviously, I don't know her personally, but it almost seemed like that's what happened with Heather. And it was just really beautiful to see, you know? And I just, I don't know, I just love that. So, super cute. I believe the son's name is Tristan J. And it's just absolutely beautiful. I just think birth is so crazy, but such a beautiful thing. And, I don't know, I'm just really happy for them. So, that's just really, really absolutely adorable. Okay, is there any other things that I want to bring up that have been going on lately in the pop culture scene? Oh, you know what? I do want to bring up one thing. So, today is February 17th, and Niall Horan just released his new song, Heaven. I listened to it. It's actually a banger. I think it's one of those songs that are that's really going to take off. Like, you know those songs, like, you listen to it, and you're just like, you know, I'm not like in love with this now, but I know in two months I'm going to be obsessed. That's literally me. So I think that's that this Heaven by Niall Horn is going to be one of those songs. And I don't know if you guys heard. So Harry Styles, obviously he's slaying. And as I said in the last episode, that 
literally that album, Harry's House, it is a flawless album. Like, he's not even one of my favorite artists, but I'm obsessed. If you, okay, if you have not listened to that album all the way through, like, do yourself a favor, take it with you when you go on your next walk or whatever. It is so freaking good. Harry's House by Harry's House, so bomb. Okay, so I heard this little, like, rumor that Niall is gonna have Harry on one of the songs, like, featured in Niall's new album that's dropping in June. Oh my freaking word. That would be worlds colliding again because, hello, One Direction. Okay, it has come to my attention that some people don't know that Harry Styles started the band, not started the band, he started his career with the band One Direction. Same with Niall, same with Zayn Malik, same with Louis Tomlinson, um, and Liam Payne. Like, they are One Direction. I guess, like, some younger Gen Z kids don't know that. I'm literally shook. I found that out on TikTok. I was like, whoa, what the heck? Anyway, so I guess there's just, like, these conspiracy theories that they're going to go on tour again, and I really think that if Harry is on Niall's album, then it might be, like, the, like, catalyst of just, like, spending more time together and... I don't know. I'm literally obsessed with that. So that is what's going on with the Niall Horan situation and Harry Styles. Also, apparently Harry might be going and doing a Vegas residency, which my sister Allie and I were just talking about yesterday. Like, protect him at all costs because if you guys know about Elvis Presley, I stand Elvis. I love him. So with Elvis, he got worked into the ground and that's the reason that he died is because he was performing so freaking much for so many years in Vegas I think it was like six years that he had to be drugged he had to take drugs in order to perform so everyone's worried about Harry because Harry's been literally performing love on tour for months and months and months and then he might go do a Vegas residency like yeah he was making a lot of money like one of my best friends, Allie Ferguson, and I were literally just talking about this day. It's like, yeah, he could be making a ton of money, but like at what cost is he going to be okay? So just keep hearing your prayers, honestly, because that's kind of intense. Okay, enough about pop culture. I could go forever. You guys can always DM me and we can like talk pop culture anytime because it's like my fave. Um, But... Before we talk about becoming your own best friend, which is a topic I feel so passionately about and I'm really excited to talk about, I just wanted to say one thing. Okay, so I posted it on my Instagram story and I said, have you guys heard of Boyfriend Air? And almost everyone was like, no, I have no idea. I think it was like 80% of people that answered the poll was like, oh, I don't know what Boyfriend Air is. Okay, <sighs> guys... Apparently, no, I already knew this, but I literally, I there's this term, it's a Gen Z term, chronically online, and that is me. I basically means that you literally know like everything that's going on in TikTok world, on social, the ins, the outs, whatever. I am such a social media girl that like I literally, it's, I just, I think I realized like, wow, Maddie, you really like love it like it's a passion of mine like social is a passion of mine and like keeping up with pop culture huge passion so boyfriend air I have to fill you guys in this is so interesting so okay basically what it means is that before a girl dates a guy she could be like super pretty have her hair like really nice makeup whatever just like be like a 10 like a dime And then once she starts dating her boyfriend and spending a lot of time with him, so breathing his air, being around his air, his energy, breathing in the same air, that she just has to take showers more because she has like his oxygen, his grease, like his whatever pheromones, um, breakouts easier, and just doesn't have the same glow as she did when she was not with with a boyfriend. I think this is so interesting. Okay, I think two sides of this. The first side that I think is like, well, 
maybe you guys might not be compatible because I feel like with like pheromones and all that stuff, there is like a sense of compatibility like biologically. So that could be something with the boyfriend air. And the other thing is there's this guy that I dated. Oh, kill me. But he like, I feel like he would just have like more like oil based skin. Like he was like a clean person, but like, okay. I kind of like go between because like half the time, okay, my skin is like oil based. So then like, but then half the time it's super dry. And I think it goes with my skin really goes with the weather. And I literally have to pile on the moisturizer if I want it to not be like, like, I don't know. I think I have to pile on the moisturizer if I don't want my skin to dry up like crazy, especially if it's super winter like, but Anyway, so this guy that I was dating, he definitely had, like, more of an oil base, and I just felt, like, what they're saying, like, the boyfriend there, like, I felt like I had, like, oil, just, like, if you kiss someone and they have an oil-based skin, like, their skin, your skin, I don't know. So, but I almost feel like we weren't really that compatible, and I think, like, the pheromones and biology, I don't know, I think there's a lot to that. So, with that whole boyfriend air, honestly, just, like, search it up on TikTok and you'll see a bunch of stuff on it. But that is my take. I feel like if that boyfriend air conspiracy theory is, like, legit, then you're probably not with the right person. Okay. You guys, your homework is to go look up boyfriend air and then let me know what you think. Because it's actually super interesting, but that's that's my, um, that's my opinion. Okay. So, the name of this podcast episode is Becoming Your Own Best Friend. Okay, I really felt like I wanted to talk about this because, I don't know, I think everyone has a different timetable in life. And I think most of us, if not all of us, whether we've pushed it down into our soul or it's right at the surface, we want to be in love. We want to fall in love, be married, you know, have a union with someone and, you know, bear children, have children, be parents. You know, it's just like the circle of life. Like, I think it's just in our biology. And those things are so natural. So, that happens at different times for different people. Like, as we know, everyone has a different timetable. So some people, it happens a couple years out of high school. Some people, it happens in college. Some people post-college, sometimes years into your career. Like, everybody has a different timetable. Sometimes people get married once and then they don't find the love of their life until their second marriage. So I just think that we all have different timetables. And with that being said, you know, obviously I'm a girl's girl, but I also love guys, but I just, I definitely have always valued in my adult years, my friends that are girls, like, and just having my sisters, you know, like my, um, my soul sisters. So this topic of becoming your own best friend, you know, for the longest time, like, I'll be honest, I like the thought of that, like what? Um, no, I literally just want to be with my besties and go do fun things and whatever. And I just want to say, I still feel that way. Like I freaking love going out with my girlfriends or any friends and just having the best time. Like literally guys, I'm a raging expert, major expert. Like any test I take, any personality test I take 100% extrovert. So don't get it twisted that I don't love being with my friends. And if you're one of my best friends listening, you're like, Maddie, seriously? No, literally, I love being with my best friends. It's the best. And so kind of going back to the timetable situation, when I was in college, you know, like in high school, it's like you just always ride and die with all your friends. Like you just, I mean, I personally had an awesome high school experience and I would just always be with my guy and girlfriends and we would just go do stuff all the time. It was so fun. Um, and then in college, it was really similar, just like dating a ton, 
spending time with my best friends. Like it was just the dream. And I think that happens to a lot of people in different ways. Some people that's all throughout high school, middle school, college, and some people it happens at different times. But um, anyway, I really loved that. And I loved being with my friends and doing all those things. But the reality is, is that as time goes on, those relationships, they can shift and change and transition and relationships end or they um, change in dynamic. People get married, people move out of the state, they move on from college, all that stuff happens. And so sometimes that can be a really, really hard life transition. And if you haven't gone through it yet, then it eventually will most likely happen for you where you'll move states or a friend will move states or you'll get married or someone else will get married. And I really think, and I feel so passionately about this topic that it's really important to develop the ability and even better to develop a love for being with yourself. And I'm not married. I, you know, I, I'm not married, so I don't know what it's like, but many, many of my friends are married and my siblings and my parents are obviously married. And I really find it. And I, I hope that whoever I marry, and this is something I'm looking for, that they can be someone who is content with themselves and doing things solo. And I, and that's something that I really am excited to bring into a marriage is that I've been able to develop the ability to, uh, do things solo. I just think it's literally so important to be able to be content, um, and be able to do things with yourself and to find that confidence to do things with yourself. And, um, because I think it brings so much to a marriage to be able to not be so reliant on someone else or so dependent on them and really be an independent, independent person who can healthily depend on another, because it's actually really important for the health of a human being to have a healthy dependence on others. Um, it's actually a human need, but, to have a healthy dependence, I think you also have to have a sense of independence and love that portion of your life too. So becoming your own best friend. Um, After different things that happened to me um, in college specifically and like losing um, certain relationships that I had or relationships shifting because of distance, because of people getting married, having kids, I really it was really hard. Like it was very hard as someone who's an extrovert, loves being people. It was really, really hard to have to adjust and to have to make those adjustments and say, you know what, Maddie, you need to become comfortable being with you and you need to be self-reliant in your own entertainment, in your own ways of finding joy and just being content with Maddie. So I, especially for my girlies and guys that haven't gotten married and don't have that special lifelong significant other yet, because hey, we've all dated, we've all had boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, but, and maybe some of us have had variations of that, situationships, things like that, but, you know, and if you haven't dated, go out and get your bread, girl, because there's so many people to date, Um, but this concept of becoming your own best friend. I just thought of a couple tips that really helped me. Um, and I want to share it with you guys because these are things that really helped me to be able to be confident being with just Maddie and like loving Maddie and loving becoming my own best friend. So the first that I would share with someone who maybe um, is just struggling with this concept, maybe having a hard time spending time by yourself and wanting to develop this, the first tip I would give someone is to give yourself permission to do something alone. And I think that we just have this narrative in our mind that 
especially when we're younger, like in high school, like if you do something alone, you're a freaking loser. Like, no, you're a loser. So don't like, don't do things alone. It's like the scariest thing to like do something alone. But as you grow up and go through college and post-college, you realize like that I need to let go of that narrative. I'm not a loser. It's actually a really, a person who can do things alone and enjoy it is a very confident, dope person. So the first thing I would say is to give yourself permission, give yourself the space to say like, this is not lame to do something alone. And it's actually a trait that I want to develop. Like I want to be someone who's confident enough to sit in a restaurant and eat a meal with myself. Like I want to be someone who, if I really want to go do something, I can treat myself to that. So I just think giving ourselves permission to be alone and it being okay and it being something that you want to develop, that's really the first step is to kind of let go of that unhealthy dependence on others to have fun and to be entertained and yada, 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 which is really valid, especially if you're an extrovert and have those social needs that might be higher than others that maybe have more of an introverted personality and shift into becoming and allowing that space to give yourself permission to do things solo and to love it okay so that that is really where I would start okay once you kind of accept that that's something that you want to do and something that you someone that you want to become a confident dope person who's okay doing things by yourself the second tip is I would find activities So look within yourself, ask yourself, what activities do I like doing with others? So like, do I like going shopping with my friends? Do I like playing pickleball with my friends? Do I like going on walks with friends? Do I like going on trips with friends? Do I like going out to eat with friends? Do I like working out with friends? Whatever it is. And before I say this, I don't want to like undermine or say like, oh, if you do this, then you can't enjoy those things anymore. Like, oh my gosh, you need to do everything alone now. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. This is about becoming independent and healthily dependent, right? So it's like, like we were talking about before, it's really, really healthy to have a healthy dependence on others as a human need. So being independent enough to be healthy, healthily dependent on others, um, instead of kind of just almost needing to be around others to find joy or entertainment um, all the time. So obviously, human interaction is so important and crucial, but I think what we're talking about is allowing for times where that's not necessary. Obviously, all of us need to spend time with other human beings. We need to connect. We need socialization, all those things. We're talking about allowing experiences where it doesn't have to be with other people, that we can create experiences with us that are really beautiful um so for the second tip like I was saying think of those activities you love doing with your friends going out whatever shopping whatever it is and imagine yourself saying like oh I want to take one of my friends there oh I'm going to hit up one of my friends and just you know once or twice a month being like you know what actually like take a little pause and say you know what I I'm going to try this with just me. Like, I want to make this an experience. Let me give you guys an example. So I love so much going to TJ Maxx. Love it. Like, I used to love going with my girlfriends and just going to TJ Maxx, looking at all the skincare, looking at all the hair stuff, looking at the makeup, looking at the clothes, the furniture, everything. Like, the little snacks that they have at the end. Like, whatever it is. Like, excuse me. I freaking love going to TJ Maxx. I love it. You just like get bargains. You get awesome brands for like less. Like you can just find random stuff because it's like so randomly assorted that it's not like any other store. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. So I love it. It's kind of like thrifting in a way, but with, with newer products. Anyway, so I used to love and I still love going with friends to do that. Love, 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 love it. But as 
time went on in transition and COVID and people getting married and relationships changing, shifting, ending, whatever, I realized that it was people, I think also a huge thing that happens after college is like people just start working. Like you can't just be like, oh, let's ditch this class, go do this. Or, oh, let's just postpone our homework and go do this, whatever. People have work. Like there's commitments that just can't be dropped sometimes. And so, or a lot of the time. And so I started being like, you know what, Maddie? I'm going to take myself to TJ Maxx. Like I'm going to go make this an experience. I'm going to go enjoy it as if I was with one of my best friends and I'm going to romanticize this TJ Maxx experience. And that's when everything changed for me. When I started to romanticize and just love those experiences that I used to prioritize with friends and I still love doing with friends but started to also prioritize doing that with me just enjoying being with Maddie like you know what I don't need to wait until Susie or Joe are have time like I can take me and I would drive myself there listen to a podcast as I drove walk in those doors and I would make it an experience this is a really important aspect of this making it an experience. If you just go by yourself and you rush through the experience just in and out, you are not going to enjoy most likely if you're like me, a major extrovert and want those experiences with others, you might not enjoy it as much if you but I think it's the purposeful making it an experience slowing down, taking as much time as you would with a friend, really just looking around, talk, talking it through in your mind, enjoying it. That is where it starts to shift. Okay, tip number three, which kind of plays into tip number two, while you're doing it, while you're romanticizing those experiences, taking yourself shopping, taking yourself out to eat, going for a drive, listening to your favorite podcast, starting your own show, with with just you, not waiting on someone else, whatever it is, taking that trip. Um, talk to yourself how you would your best friend. You're becoming your own best friend. You want to be your own best friend. So you have to start practicing that and talking to yourself the way that you would talk to your best friend. So when I'm at TJ Maxx, I just use this example and I'm with myself I will just like in my mind talk to myself like oh my gosh isn't that so cute and like oh my gosh look at that and look at that skincare product and oh my gosh this is adorable and just like really taking it slow and just enjoying and romanticizing the experience that's where it really shifted for me because all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh Maddie you're so cool like no matter no no wonder people want to be friends with you so Realizing that you're a dope person, that you have so much to offer and start treating yourself like you would treat others. Um, And there's so much to that, but that's really, really key. And then the last tip is just practicing it because at first it's going to feel really weird and awkward most likely for you to be like, "Uh, I'm literally at a restaurant by myself. Um, This is weird and I feel like a loser and I feel like I just want to run out of this building and just get it to go. Literally, just slow yourself down, enjoy it, take your time, get the drink, get the appetizer, whatever. Just enjoy the experience as if you're with someone else. Enjoy like looking at other people in the restaurant, hearing the sounds, talking to the waiter or waitress. Some of the coolest experiences I've, I've had with waiters or waitresses has been when I've eaten alone. Because they want to have a conversation with you, you have a conversation with them. It's just really, it's just this more slow moving experience. It's just awesome. And I also will say, they prioritize people that are sitting alone because it's just one dish. So usually get your food quickly and it's just, it's just a nice experience. So just practice, you know, like some of these things will feel really awkward. Like maybe like going to the gym by yourself, you're used to doing it with one of your best friends in college or whatever. Like, whatever it is, and obviously some activities, like, yeah, you're going to need someone else most of the time, but just prioritizing, doing things that you want to do, and I think just not waiting. I think that was a huge thing for me, was, like, I didn't want to wait to do things anymore. Like, I didn't want to wait until Saturday when Joe and Susie could go. Like, I wanted to go to TJ Maxx tonight. Like, I had a free night, or... 
I wanted to try this new restaurant. Like, I want to go. Or I want to start this new show. Or I want to travel um, to X, Y, and Z. Like, I think it just helps you to to stop waiting to live and to start living now, becoming your own best friend. So those are just some thoughts I had, guys. I hope that you can carry this with you and that it can, you know, help you reach out to me if you have any questions on, like, how this helped. I will say, like, over time, as I've practiced these different tools, I literally can honestly tell you that I am my own best friend. Like, I love spending time with Maddie. Like, I am still the same extrovert. I still have all my best friends. I still love to spend time with my family. But now, I romanticize listening to the podcast, you know? I romanticize taking myself out shopping. I romanticize getting that delicious, you know, meal with myself. I love that trip to Target. I love whatever it is, like working out by myself, going to the sauna. I It has going to a show, whatever it is, it really has just shifted how I feel about me and just my overall confidence in doing things with just me. And not just me, but with me. Like I'm a wonderful person to spend time with and spending time with you, it's actually a really, really beautiful thing. And you start to realize why other people love and like you so much. And that's how people are going to feel about you. So I hope also that you guys know um, you know, I hope you also keep these words with you, that you are loved, that you matter to somebody, you matter to me, even if I don't know you, even if I've never met you, I promise you, if I got to know you, you would matter to me, and I say all these words with love, okay, well, I hope you guys have the best week, try utilizing some of these tips, let me know how it goes, send, send me a DM, But I'll talk to you later, kings and queens. Go slay. The world is yours. Bye-bye.